I love what God is doing. I love that we're following the word, but I noticed something too that I've always noticed this. This is this is amazing to me. Is even without my own knowledge sometimes of what God is doing. I feel like this. If I follow the cloud that God puts in front of me, God will prepare the way even if I can't see the future always. And I may I see the future in prophecy. But I don't always know all the details. And I mentioned this last week that that's very important because God keeps me humble. He keeps me trusting. He keeps me depending on him. So I can't see everything right out in front of me. Some things I just have to believe God. So when it comes to preaching and leading the church, many times I have to just trust God and see where this is going to go. And that is pretty valuable to me. And I look back and I think about a year and a half ago. I actually had to look this up when I had the thought of it uh, yesterday. Uh, I preached uh, on a little set, a series about building the church back in June of 2021. And online it's called Let's Build the Church or Let's Build Our Church. Focus was the church that we are. And I also preached on the church needs a new gospel and how that the church is governed by the gospel that is new, not old. And I noticed the pattern of all these things. And and what I mean by that is Wednesday night, I was talking about a subject in this Bible study that's very important to us. And I showed how Adam, he was made a man. One man had male and female in him, but God divided him and showed him uh, the truth of sin and death. Now, the interesting part is after God divided Adam and Eve, he, he immediately brought them together and told them, you are now one flesh, one body. And now he was showing them that you're one. But they couldn't do it, could they? After sin came in, they got separated and divided. We talked about this Wednesday night. And the answer that I gave Wednesday night was God divided it, but he also joined it back together when he came and gathered his church to himself. And so we compared it to Adam and his wife to Jesus and the church. And so we we know in Ephesians 5 that it's very clear that Jesus talks about the wife submitting to the husband and the uh the husband loving the the wife and laying his life down for her. That is clearly Jesus Christ and the church. And he talks about this is a great mystery of Christ and the church. And so I I noticed something here. I find it very awesome that as we move forward, once once the Lord begins to build a church, there is a parable that has been manifested for all of us. And we've been talking about it for weeks now, how that when the elders' wives came back and joined themselves to their husbands because they were healed. And I want to show what that healing is today because it's going to help all of us. And I want to emphasize that 
this parable of husband and wife, it's not just locked in to husband and wife only in the flesh. It is locked in to Adam being restored to Eve because it's it's Abraham being restored to Sarah. It's uh, Christ and the, the bride and the uh, church. And so it goes from Man, it goes from the physical all the way up to a higher place in heaven where the Lamb of God and the bride come together in the supper, in the marriage supper of the Lamb. And so you have all these diversities of um, things that are taking place right in front of us. In other words, we could look at what's taking place in the earth, and if we're spiritual, we can understand what's going on in the heavens. And that's so cool because uh, we want to know what's going on in the heavens, and the Lord is manifesting that right here to us right now. And so key here this morning, pay attention to the joining of the husband and wife and the healing that took place there. And I want to read something in 1 Peter, okay? 1 Peter, and I have a tremendous testimony of this. Years ago, when I started pastoring, we heard the term, the woman, like the woman. And we've said that for years and years. And and sometimes that didn't even make sense to me, like the woman. Why do we go around saying the woman? Uh, But it makes total sense if you if you understand where we're going with that. But if you go back to when God made man and took Eve from him, took the woman from him, it makes total sense that we need a revelation of the woman, not just Adam. Adam was the first man. Eve was the first woman. So when we say the revelation of the man, or the revelation of the woman. We're we're going to have a unity of God taking the first man, Adam, and then he goes into sin and deception, and then Jesus Christ comes and redeems Adam and makes him brand new. So the man is restored as, you know, the, uh, the lead or the Christ, of the home. And then you have Eve, who also went into sin and was deceived. But then as you, as she comes along with Adam, well, if Adam is changed, what happens to Eve? All of a sudden, the type and the parable, you can see it through Jerusalem in the Old Testament, is how uh, Jerusalem was restored as well to a new Jerusalem. But even even down to the female part of Eve, notice how Sarah, when she prayed for Abraham to have a son, her prayer was wrong. And so she she prayed him to have a son and had the wrong son through a bondmaid. And God said, no, the promise is going to come through the wife. And so the whole mindset here was to say God wants to make sure that from the beginning, that the man and the woman is returned unto God. And here in this earth, it's quite interesting that we have the parable that God created from the beginning was the male and the female. Now that's changed. Even biologically, 
that's changed because sin entered into uh, into the flesh and flesh has been corrupted. So you have all this diversities of desires and and uh, corruption that works in the flesh. We're not going to get into all that. But the point is, is God has a huge desire to save the husband and the wife. So when you talk about this, then he gives us the parable of Christ and the church. We want to honor this parable. Look at what God is doing. God has shown us these parables and has shown us that the church is also joining itself back to Christ. Because if we look at the female, we go, okay, it's, it's wisdom and understanding. So what would that mean? The wisdom and understanding got defiled and left Christ. But when the wisdom and understanding is joined back to him, all of a sudden, everything the church does is through the spirit of Christ. And so what a time. I mean, this whole joining back together is pretty phenomenal. And so that's what God is doing. And so then you take, uh, let me read this. I'm going to tell this instance. When I began to first pastor, I realized I needed to understand the revelation of the woman because I had already seen Jesus. I had already seen Christ. I had already been experiencing the Son of God, the resurrection of Jesus. But somewhere missing was the revelation of this woman that was taken out of Adam. So I thought at that time that if I hung out and counseled with the ladies in the church 15 years ago, I thought, okay, God will teach it to me. To my surprise, it wasn't that I needed to learn by the works of the flesh. I needed to learn by the Spirit. So while I'm going through this journey, and I'm really I'm trying to save uh, my my wife, so to speak, the woman within me, and I'm trying to save all of the ladies outside in the church as well, I'm realizing when God showed up to me and said, "That's you're missing it. The Lord told me, you're missing it. This is not what I'm showing you. This, this woman is within you, and I'm going to reveal the revelation of her to you. And that's when I began to understand everything the Lord was doing there. And so when I noticed this, I told Tim yesterday, I felt like um, when I went to Rick 15 years ago, whatever it was, and I said, man, I'm understanding the revelation of this woman of God, and I feel like a baby factory. And this sounds really weird, but the word of the Lord would speak to me and so, and the, the wisdom and understanding would come forth, and I started just gaining understanding and revelation I honestly felt like every single day I was getting something from God and God was talking to me. But here's the thing. I proved it. It was true. Like I grew in understanding. I didn't stay in the same place. So sometimes we felt like I'm getting all this revelation from God, but we never grow. What that means is it's possible that you're getting all this revelation through the wrong understanding. So what is God's desire? To save that understanding and bring her back 
to the Son of God so that when you join together, every single prayer will be answered. And so we wonder why our prayers are hindered. Well, our understanding is not there. Our wisdom is not there. And so God, look at the parable of when these elders' wives came back. God joined them together, joined us together in eldership and said, let me show you what I'm about to do to the church. Talk about raising up a church. I'm joining my church back to the Son of God. And so we look at the parable here, and if we only focused on the flesh, as I mentioned Wednesday night, some people feel like they're left out, but that's not true. Like if you if you judge this by the Spirit, then we realize that there's a greater thing taking place. And that is very important right here. So let me read with this knowledge, this scripture God showed me over 15 years ago, and it changed my life. So I'm going to read it to you today in 1 Peter. And now I'm going to start in 1 Peter chapter 2, and I'm going to read, I'm, I'm going to have to cut right into this chapter, so I'll explain it to you. But he's talking about Jesus Christ, okay? Verse 24, 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24 says, who his own self bear our sins in his own body on a tree. We know that's Jesus. That we, being dead to sins, should live under righteousness by whose stripes you are healed. So that's awesome. So he died on a tree so that we could live and be forgiven for sins. In other words, the sin of Adam and Eve, he could join us back together and forgive us and bring us back as the church of Christ, as as the woman of God joined to her husband. For you were as sheep going astray, but are now returned unto the shepherd and bishop of your souls. Notice how he compared us as the sheep going astray. And I want to say, Anne, the first thing you said you heard, this is interesting to me, was that my sheep hear my voice. Isn't that awesome? And we have this scripture saying, you were as sheep going astray, but are now returned unto the shepherd and the bishop of your souls. And Anne gets up and testifies, I heard the word of the Lord that said, my sheep hear my voice and they follow me. My God, Anne. That's pretty awesome. I feel so excited about what God, you you were a true witness of this taking place right here in front of our eyes. And I'm saying that's amazing to me because I watch God do this and he does this stuff and then reveals it to us. And I'm telling you, all of us should be blown away by it and excited by it because that's that's exactly what's going on. And and so we have we have this returning, he's talking about the wives. Because if you keep reading straightway, as sheep go astray and return to the shepherd, likewise, verse 1 of chapter 3, you wives be in subjection to your own husbands. What is he doing? He is showing us this parable of these wives are returning to the bishop and shepherd of their soul. It's like, which parable do you want to use? 
God says, I'll use any of them. You want to use sheep returning to the shepherd? Okay. If you want to use wives returning to their husband, <laughs> I'll use that one. He's like, if you want to use the church returning to Jesus, I'll use that one. If you want to use understanding, returning back to the kingdom of God and bringing in fruit, I'll use that one, whichever one. If you want to use New Jerusalem, returning back to the kingdom as as restored and healing your land, I'll use that one, whichever one, it doesn't matter. That's the faithfulness of God. Praise God, man. I look at this. Okay, let's keep reading verse 1. Likewise, you wives being subject, likewise as the sheep return to the bishop of their souls, likewise, wives, be in subjection to your own husband. That And now this, this takes an interesting turn. If any obey not the word, they also may without the word be won by the conversation of the wives. Now notice, Adam has to return as well. So Peter is addressing the wife and the husband both in parable, both in the earth. He's commissioning the wife to say, you're obligated to return to your husband. Husband, even if the husband is not doing it right, he's saying return. And so it's like, why do we tell people, look, even if you don't understand everything, return to the Lord return, be faithful, be obedient, because your understanding of Jesus in the earth is not always perfect yet. So you may not see Jesus as perfection yet. That's that's why uh, Michelle got in on, on here and testified the other night that she her husband's been Satan. I'm not serving Satan anymore. I'm serving Jesus. So we need we need Adam, to be saved just like we do Eve. And so notice, wives, think of it as wives. Take it personal, but also take it as the parable of the church as well. Wives, church, be in subjection to your own husband that if any obey not the word, they may also without the word be won by the conversation of the wives. Wives, be faithful no matter what. Don't use... In this physical world, don't use a husband as an excuse. Do not do it, okay? Join yourselves to the Lord because the greater example is not the physical wife and husband. The greater example is is the woman of God serving the Lord, the husband of the Lord. So don't neglect that. That's why in this life, I can't use my wife as an excuse. Well, I need the revelation of her to come. No, whether she serves God or not, I have to have that revelation of this woman of God in me. Just like her, if I was to turn away, she has no excuse physically. She should serve the Lord with the revelation of Jesus in her own heart and both male and female. So this is not just a flesh thing. This is a spiritual revelation that we ourselves must follow in the truth. And so this this is really setting some things in place that make sure you don't use any excuses of the flesh. And and so I love the way Peter says this. Verse 2 says, While they, the husband, behold your chaste conversation coupled with fear, 
So no, notice that when they see your respectful and pure conduct and and uh, conversation, when your conversation glories the Lord, they'll see it. Okay, who's adorning? Talking about the wife, adorning. Really, we're talking about glory. Okay, whose glory, whose adorning, let it not be that of the outward adorning of plating the hair, kind of like braiding the hair, uh, or wearing of gold, or of putting on of apparel. What's he really saying? Don't let your glory be of the flesh. Let your glory be of the spirit, okay, of what God has said to you. So the church, the wife, Put on the glory of God, not the glory of the flesh. We, we don't need to be taught uh, of the flesh. We need to be taught of a godly woman in the spirit. And that's what the church needs to do as well. Put on the glory of God and represent the, the, the wife of God. That's awesome. And don't do it by the flesh. Do it by the spirit. And... But let it be the hidden man, the hidden person of the heart, in that which is not corruptible, even the ornament of a meek and quiet spirit, which is in the sight of God of great price. Awesome. So he clarifies it. It's, it's within, isn't it? It's not outward. It's not external. It's what's within. And therefore, the glory of the Lord is going to be there. Now, let me read this last verse. Because this is the verse uh, that really, really got to me years ago. Verse 5, for after this manner in old time, <laughs> this is not the verse, let's just keep reading. Uh, after this manner in the old time, the holy women also who trusted in God adorned themselves being in subjection unto their own husband. So it just answered what the adorning is. We put on the likeness of our husband. The church puts on the likeness of, of Jesus. The wife puts on the likeness of the husband. When the husband is, is walking in, in purity and righteousness, we put on that same glory. That's pretty awesome. Even as Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord, whose daughters you are. Hey, Sarah's daughters, look at that. If we're Abraham's children, look at that. Wives are Sarah's daughters. She had the promised child. What's that make the woman of God? What's that make the ladies? The, the mothers of the promised seed. Love that. Why is wisdom and understanding so important? Because if it's the right wisdom and understanding, you bring forth the Christ, the sons of God. So she obeyed Abraham whose daughters you are, as long as you do well and are not afraid with any amazement. I'll explain that. But notice how she called him Lord. That's parable, man. That's what the church does. If you have a revelation of Jesus, you call him Lord. If, you have, if the wife has a revelation of her husband, she calls him Lord because that's the glory of God. And this is why you can't make everything so perfect in the physical flesh because God knows I don't want women walking around in our church calling their husband Lord. Um, it's a parable. It's an example. It's 
it glorifies the Lord to have that revelation of him as the husband. And here we go. This is actually the verse that caught my attention so many years ago. Verse 7, likewise, you husbands, just like the wives, you dwell with them according to the to knowledge, giving honor unto the wife as unto the weaker vessel and as being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers be not hindered. Oh, man, did you hear that? Look at this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to explain all of this right here. Imagine having all your prayers answered. We spoke about that earlier. Imagine, you know how it's done? By husband and wives coming together. When the church comes together with Jesus, every prayer is answered. You know why? Because we're always in sync with what the head is doing. So in Corinthians, it says that first God, then Jesus, then the man, the husband, then the woman, the wife, in order. Notice the order. God answers all things. He mediates it through Jesus. Jesus runs it through the head and works it all the way down through the soul and answers every prayer when they are all in unity. And that is so cool. It's all in unity. So every prayer gets answered. And you may say, well, why is my prayers not answered? It's, it's, it's not unified yet. There's things that are not unified. It's possible that you're walking in a prayer that wasn't ordained by the Lord. And so your wisdom and understanding is praying it, and it's not coming to pass. Join yourself to the head. Wives, submit to your husbands. Husbands, love your wives. Treat them in glory and honor and lay your life down for them. That's, that's the whole parable of Jesus Christ and the church and the kingdom of God. And, and then you have this weaker thing. Let's look at this for a second. It says uh, that the husbands giving honor unto the wife as unto the weaker vessel. And have you ever considered that? How is that the weaker vessel? I want to read something, and I'm going to have to find it. In Genesis chapter Genesis chapter 3. Let me find it here, guys. Remember when when Eve, when when Adam turned to God, said it was the woman. And, and God asked her, what, what did you do? And there was something that was put on Eve there that was very interesting. In verse 16 of chapter 3, God said unto the woman, I will greatly multiply your sorrow and, and your conception. It's going to be hard for the woman to bring forth a child. Now, doesn't that sound like a church that has no understanding? Doesn't that sound like a wife that can't uh, focus and, and understand what the husband is saying? Doesn't that sound like that? You can't bring forth a true word of God. It's going to be hard. And because of sin, he's talking to Eve after they sinned. And he said, I will greatly multiply your sorrow 
and your conception. In sorrow you shall bring forth children. They won't always be godly. And your desire shall be to your husband, and here it is, he will rule over you. Now, question for you. By what I read in 1 Peter, somebody tell me. Uh, let me get back to verse 7 in 1 Peter. Give honor unto the wife as unto the weaker vessel. Why is the woman, the wife there, the weaker vessel? Your husband shall have rule over you. Now, what has been God's desire? Did you read? I read it here in verse 7 of 1 Peter. And as being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers be not hindered. The Lord wants to heal the weakness of the woman where the husband rules over her in sin to where they're joint heirs. And when the, when the salvation of, of Adam comes in, which is Jesus Christ, he restores Eve, which is made new, and now they're joint heirs together. The church should never be the weaker vessel. It should always be joint heirs with Jesus Christ. The wife, when returned to Jesus, the wife is no longer the weaker vessel. It's Jesus and the church. It's the husband and the wife. They are joint heirs together and all prayers get answered. Isn't that amazing? That is flat out amazing. I don't know if you're as happy as I am, but I'm watching the parable take place in our own church in your consciousness. You may not have even known. It's apparent not everybody's going to be able to answer this question I asked today, but I'm telling it to you. I'm revealing it to you. This is God started this in me over 15 years ago. Over 15 years ago, God started this in me. And back then, I had no clue where we were taking it. I couldn't see today. I couldn't see this revelation come to pass. All I saw was me. I was so selfish back then, just like everybody else. And yet, the Lord says, let me put this word in you and let me take you on a journey and help you bring it to pass. And in me, God's brought that to pass. And so it makes sense that while the Lord puts this stuff in, in uh, those who he chose to lead the church, like Rick, he's had this stuff in him for a long time. When you look at Gary and Brian and these elders and you go, what is the Lord doing? Look at what's, what the journey is in each one of us. And notice how that as we preach what God has given us, he's manifesting it right in front of us. And so in the physical parable, the revelation of the woman is now right in front of us with, with the elders' wives being joined to the elder. Bam, there it is. With the church being joined to Jesus Christ. Look at it. Look at the fire in our church right now. Every bit of this is coming to pass. Do you know what that means? Well, it means a lot of things, but according to this verse, it means that our prayers are going to be answered. Not like they haven't been. 
I mean, God's been answering prayers for a long time, and I know he's been answering mine because I've been following them. I've been following them. But here's my point. The whole church, not just one, the whole church, not just the elders, now not just the elders' wives, the saints of God, the deacons, the deacons' wives. By the way, deacons' wives, get on board. Let's go. Because the deacons' wives are are in the same scenario as the elders' wives. Jump all in. Get excited about God. Let that same transformation work its way down into your lives. All you ladies who are not deacons, who are not elders, husbands, not deacons, not elders. I said all that Wednesday night. No matter what parable you have, single, married to someone who's not in church, it doesn't matter. Join in to the spirit of what God is doing with each one of us, God will answer every one of these prayers. And we ain't even got to the children yet. The children's going to be something coming. But that ain't, that's, uh, that's awesome too. But I'm telling you, this, these prayers are being answered. And the weakness of the wife, the revelation of the woman, you say, well, why has the revelation of the woman been so mysterious? Well, number one, timing. I believe timing's a big part of it. But number two, because she's been weak. She's been weak. And God's restoring her. God's taking away the weakness. And we're not going to look at the flesh and go, well, in the flesh, a woman's weaker than a man, and a, a woman can't do this, and a man, you know. It's like Rick has always told me. And he, he told me, this is pretty good. He said, if your wife can do something better than you in your house, let her do it. And I'm like, that sounds good. Why would I try to control everything? No, if she's better at it, then she's better at it. If I'm better at it, then I'm better at it. And learning that is quite a journey. But isn't this awesome how the Lord is unifying this thing and we're not going to walk in the flesh and we're going to walk by the Spirit? And that means every single individual in here is being joined back to the body of Christ because we're all part of Adam. We're all part of Eve. We're all part of Abraham. We're all part of Sarah, and skip ahead, we're all part of Jesus and the church. That makes us a part of the lamb and the bride. That makes us all overcomers. That means every prayer is going to get answered. That means the unity is going to be greater. That means we're about to see the higher heavens in a lot of things. And I have been faithful not to just expound on higher revelation right now. I have been faithful to follow the order for the church. And as as much as I've wanted to say a lot of things, God has blessed this order and I'm all in on it. Very good. I want to say that I'm so happy all of you joined. I'm looking here. There's about 41 people online this morning. And... I'm I'm so grateful that the word of the Lord has blessed us and talked to us today. I hope to hear from you and meditate on these things, okay? Take them to heart. 
You may not understand everything that's taken place necessarily, but notice how the Lord's been faithful uh, to bring these things out. And be confident in this one thing, because this this is the part that, like I said earlier in the beginning, it blows my mind. I'm convinced whatever God starts, he's going to finish. So even when he takes me back, I mentioned the June, last June, about the preaching about building the church. And look at the parable that's taken place. That's why I brought that up, is to say the wives and the husbands represent Jesus and the church. So is he is he now added to that whole word? Has he added to what he started in me over 15 years ago? And so my point is he's done it for me. I am now sharing it with you, just like Gary is, just like Rick has, Keith, Dave, PK, Brian. We're going to share everything God gives us, and we're going to watch God do a great work. Uh, so God bless you. Love you all. Talk to you soon.